Applause. I'm going to put that on my to-do list. Applause. So, if you guys are joining us for the first time, thank you so much for supporting us. You know, we go all out to just bring this communication thing together for the world, for society. We're doing it for the culture, okay? For the culture. So, the culture. So, we are here, in case you're wondering, we are here to deliver a conversation between grown men and grown women on topics that are typically swept under the rug. Like, cover your eyes. We got the blinders on. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. It doesn't concern me. Mm-mm, we're not talking about it. Well, guess what? We're talking about it here on this show. So, think about it like the barbershop and the hair salon. You know, the barbershop. They have boy talk or men chat, and the hair salon, we got our ladies, you know, what we talk about. So this is in between. We're bringing everybody into the lobby. Siéntate. Right. Sat, sat down somewhere and just sat, listen. Sat down. Sat down. Okay, sat down. So tonight's topic is translating stereotypes. Ooh, this is a good one mm. because I feel like, it's appropriate for our audience because guess what? We're just not in the United States. Like this is actually broadcasting nationwide, like worldwide. We have people in Norway. We have people in Brazil, the UK, um, Chile, Africa, China, Ireland. So this this right here, this topic is going to cater towards everybody, and it's translating yes. stereotypes. What stereotypes are there out there that are said about, you know, particular genders, particular uh, backgrounds, races, and countries. how do we actually get c- countries everywhere? How do we get past it and, and just become one, right? So tonight yeah, we yeah. have our two special guests. We have Jarden Dogan. I had to say Logan in my head, like close my eyes and say it, and then say Dogan, Dogan. We have Jarden Dogan, and we have Phoenix Washington. Now, if you guys want to get in on this conversation, then all you have to do is dial 515-602-9647. Once again, the number is 515-602-9647. Tasha, girl, guess what I found out? What's that, girl? If they press the number one when they call, that will actually notify me that they have something to say. What? What? Yeah. Karen didn't tell Karen Karen didn't tell me that. Karen is slipping. So, but, yeah, so if you guys want to call in, feel free, you know, get involved with the conversation. We would love to hear from you. Please. Ask our guests questions, too. Yes, be our guest, be our guest. So, <laughs> <laughs> Tasha, if they want yes. to advertise on the show, what can they do? How can they get involved with what we got going on? Well, if you would like to be advertised on our show, please send an email to, uh, you know what? My brain just went blank, but I do know. (laughs) Yeah, at at simply 
at simplybree.com. <laughs> Why did my brain just do that? And I know it by heart. Okay, ads at simplybree.com, and please use the word ads in the subject line. Yes, that's all you got to do. And we would love to communicate with you guys outside of the show. So definitely hit us up on Instagram. Uh, My Instagram is underscore simply Brie underscore. And Tasha? Yes, and if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, I'm no one you know. Spelled N-O underscore one underscore you No. Awesome. So, we're ready. Are you ready? I know I'm ready. We ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. So, without further ado, we are going to bring our first guest up, Jordan. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? Hey, y'all. I'm really good. How are you? I'm awesome. Happy it's Wednesday. That's like two days from Friday. Woo! Big break. It's home day. Yes. So glad to have you. We are so glad to have you. Yes. I'm happy you know to We have female energy starting out the show because normally yes. we have male energy first. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so special. Yeah. So you are our second woman to be a guest on the show so and we have even more lined up so you guys I'm excited like finally it's not just myself and Tasha you know it's, it's me Tasha and Jordan so hello mm-hmm. uh, Phoenix better bring it tonight <laughs> that's all I know he's ready right. for the man he better bring it okay <laughs> exactly so going into tonight's topic translating stereotypes um, the first thing that comes to mind um, for me is what is a stereotype? So, Jordan, what is a stereotype to you? So I really see stereotypes as a function of our brain just being really lazy. And so we need a really quick way to simplify information and put things into categories. And so that's essentially what stereotypes are, categories of people, places, things names, you know, the list goes on. Um, And Mm -hmm. so stereotypes really help us break things down in a really quick and easy way, but that can get really complicated and it can have consequences, you know, if we're not careful of what categories we're putting people in. Right. Yeah, because some of these categories can be very offensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very. Mm -hmm. And I like the way that you use the the fact that it's a lazy way of categorizing people because it is, yeah. it really is. It's, it it's all, it it doesn't even need any brain power. Uh-huh. Right, it's just automatic. It just happens before you can even think about it. Sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. So, what what are some of the stereotypes that you have heard? Ooh, we. I have a whole <laughs> list. I mean, <laughs> I mean, people people will try to put me in a put me in like a stereotype stereotypical group. So the ones I've heard specifically in my life, I'm angry, mm-hmm. I'm aggressive, I'm domineering, um, I'm too loud. I've never been called ghetto, but I think mm-hmm. loud is pretty synonymous. Um, 
you know, just the list goes on. Really, really things that are inaccurate, but they are so, they can be so powerful depending on, you know, who is perpetuating the stereotype. Right. I I know I recently experienced that. And it's, it's the, I think what throws anyone off is when someone is being stereotypical towards you and they're the same race as you. Like, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. like, wait, what? Like, I went to yeah. I went to a gas station in Alpharetta one night, and I'll sum it up really, really quickly. And there was a, a black gentleman there, and um, you know, he worked there. He was the attendant, and he just immediately came off to me very sexually. Like, he said to me, "I want you to make me feel good," you know. Ooh. In in yeah, hello, hello, yeah. I want you to make me feel good. And I said, well, what is that supposed to mean? And my face is scrunched up, but I'm confused because I've never had anybody say that. And he must have looked at my body language. And he said to me, oh, no, 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 don't don't be a black woman. And I said, well, wait a minute. What is that supposed to mean? And he goes supposed to me that all black women are angry. So... Mm -hmm. It's interesting, Jordan, that you say, you know, you've been told that you're angry. It's, it goes hand in hand with that stereotype that all black women are angry. And it's like, well, yeah. let's see here. You said you wanted me to make you feel good. And, and, right. and then you told me don't act like a black woman. So right. it's like, how, do, how are we supposed to accept things and behaviors like that and not actually react? Right. Yeah, and and I think you even hit on another stereotype that I think a lot of Black women experience is like being perceived as hypersexual and promiscuous. Yeah. You know, really just being objectified. It's like, wow, like okay, that's really how right. you're coming at me. And so I tell, right. so I I do a lot of research and I teach and I tell my students that stereotypes have two fun, well, three functions. One we've already talked about, which is to select, so putting things in categories. But the second is to stigmatize. So if you're perceiving all black women as angry and hypersexual and promiscuous, then that's stigmatizing us and not really allowing us to experience sexual pleasure, sexual behavior, anything of that nature. And then it's also meant to silence us. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm assuming, I don't want to over-assume, but I'm assuming in that case you kind of felt like, well, dang, like I don't even know what to say back because you're not even allowing me to experience emotion and you're coming at me like that with that energy. Exactly, exactly. And the other thing that I don't like, the other thing that I don't like is um, when they – assume based on mm-hmm. what you're wearing, what you're wearing, yeah. because I, um, I work in a hospital and mm-hmm. though I used to study the Islamic um, religion or belief, I no longer do it, but I still wear my hair wrap. So mm-hmm. everyone asks me one of two things. Are you African or are you Muslim? And they walk up to you. Oh, I like your wrap. Are you African? What? <laughs> yeah, I'm African American. So, have you ever had any but only judgments? Africans wear hair wraps? What? Like, um, there are plenty of other cultures that wear head wraps, but just because I'm black, I'm African or I'm Muslim or Islamic, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. So, have you ever had any assumptions 
based on the stereotype of something you wear, um, you know, being something damaging to your profession even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, yeah, of course. Like, um, because I work in, like, higher ed and I'm, like, walking around, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have to dress a certain way because mm-hmm. let's say I were to go in front of my classroom of students and I'm the only black person in the room because, you know, I go to a PWI. And so mm-hmm. if I walk in mm-hmm. sweats and, like, a T-shirt on, you know, just kind of really comfortable, they would be looking at me like I'm mm. crazy. Like, who is this chick? And I wouldn't give any respect. And so sometimes it's like yeah. you have to kind of play into the respectability politics to get some respect. So, yeah, I walk in there, you know, with a collar shirt on, some nice slacks, some loafers, like because I, I have to show up in a way in which people can perceive me and it's not giving into a stereotype, if that makes sense. Yeah, mm. but, okay, I, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, um, Bree, but um, oh, I, this is just something that, that really, like, bothers me, too, about the misconception or the stereotype of what you wear. Like, mm-hmm. people from other cultures besides black people can go mm-hmm. to a dealership, a mall, mm-hmm. or any other retail-type establishment and wear the crappiest shoes, some yep. docker, some docker shorts, and a, tatted, a raggedy, tattered shirt, and they'll get all kind of exceptional help. Mm-hmm. Let us come to those type of establishments mm-hmm. wearing anything other than <laughs> a button-down and a nice pencil skirt or a pair of slacks, and we will not get the appropriate service. And then we'll still be followed around the store. So exactly. have you had that to happen? Have you had that to happen? Because I know I just, I just had that to happen. I had my scrubs on, and I went to the store, and the lady, three ladies in there looked at me like I was the coronavirus. Mm. Not the corona. She, she was the corona. <laughs> she was the corona. I've had, Girl, I've had I could... people follow me, but not like in the way. Not. I don't think it was because of what I was wearing per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was just because I was a black person, and so I guess I say mm-hmm. that to say, like, regardless of whatever I'm wearing, I feel like just me wearing my skin color, I'm going to get yeah. followed. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the, the oh, clothing yeah. make mm-hmm. it worse. You know, the clothing make it worse because I remember um, um, I went somewhere. This was years ago, but I had my hair wrapped, and, y'all, I forgot. Like, I literally was, like, running to do an errand and was coming back, and I had my hair wrapped. Oh, no. When I tell you, I got all mm. kinds of money, and it was just to the gas station to get a money order. I can't remember what it was for. Mm-mm. But then people were looking at me like I was crazy, and I was just like, um, it's my hair, but I, mm-hmm. I instantly thought like they oh they're assuming that I'm this and this uh, and this based off yeah. of the way my hair is right now. Mhm. Yeah. It's sad, yeah. man. It's like you you're not allowed to be comfortable, and you're not mm-hmm. given the opportunity to make your own choices. Like, do you guys remember Teacher Bay, the African American yeah. uh, yes. teacher? Her name was Patrice Brown. And mm-hmm. she, you know, they had blasted her for her wearing the, the fitted um, her pink dress. And then they compared it yeah. to two other races who wore fitted dresses. And, okay, you can't help if you have curves. That's just it. Exactly. We face that. And I tell you, I was working at another establishment, and I was constantly feeling self-conscious about wearing clothes because I have curves. I have boobs, right. and I don't mm-hmm. want to call mom sexual, but 
but I can't help what right. I have. So I'm sitting here and I'm comparing myself to women who don't have curves and how short their clothes are. And it's like, yeah. I wish mm-hmm. I could wear that. But if I wear that, they're all going to be looking at me. And so it's, it be, it's, really, yeah. it's really sad. It is. It's also, it's also um, dangerous. Yeah. You know, because not just being, I mean, being a woman, I don't know if men have the same thing, so I'll ask Phoenix when he comes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. women, we if we wear the wrong things, like you just said, you we're, we're spoken to like we have no feelings or that we're supposed to accept what you say to us. You just mm-hmm. going to walk up to you and say, I want you to feel, make me feel good? Make me like, feel good. Really? Make you really? feel good. Why? Like how? How am I supposed? To? Now I will say this. I will say this because I've seen it online several times, and I think we all know men get the same type of harassment when they wear sweatpants. Mhm. Oh yeah, they yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, some, the gray yeah. Throw on some gray sweatpants. There you go. Throw on some gray sweatpants <laughs> if you want to on a Saturday afternoon oh, going to the barbershop. <laughs> no, it ain't happening. Not mad. Uh-uh. Not mad. <laughs> not mad. <laughs> You better but put you some know shorts what? on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they better not be fitted. Um, right. men, men also receive the same type of, of looks and, and the fears when mm-hmm. all they can, they can just be tall. If you're tall, mm-hmm. you're a threat. If you're tall yep. and muscular, mm-hmm. oh, you're too mm-hmm. much of a threat. And a lot of the times, mm-hmm. this is what ignites, um, you know, the, the issues between law enforcement and mm-hmm. our black men or neighbors mm-hmm. and our black men because people yeah. are easily intimidated but by, based on the structure. And it's not like the men can help it. Like my son is only 13 and he's already about 5'10", okay? Mm-hmm. So yeah. mm-hmm. this is just how they're born. They cannot help the fact that they're tall or that they like to take right. care of their bodies. So with right. with that type of stereotype, with the whole, you know, black men being seen as uh, a savage or seen as threatening, I mean, is mm-hmm. there anything that they could possibly do to, like, offset, you know, maybe their structure? Mm-hmm. Is there any way that they can come off a little bit more, not soft, but a- approachable if they're not already showing Appro- that? Welcoming. Yeah. Welcoming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, you know, it is it can get really dangerous if you're in a position of power because you can use mm-hmm. those stereotypes to oppress people. And so that example you gave was really good about, you know, stereotypes about black men being drug dealers or violent or savages mm-hmm. or beasts, mm-hmm. just anything not like non-human because, you know, po- that is informing how police interact with them. And so they're already on edge, they're already on guard, they're already just kind of anticipating some kind of, you know, defense or rebuttal. So that's why they have their guns right. already out because they're anticipating already like, drawn this man out. is be Yeah, this man's right. gonna be, you know, or this aggressive. child. Yeah, let's be real, yeah. this child is gonna be aggressive and so I just need to be mm-hmm. prepared. And then I think right. also, exactly. you know, even even with black women, like us being perceived as angry, that can really stop us from get, getting jobs, from advancing yes. in our careers. Um, For and real, so stereotypes actually. really, 
Yeah, so stereotypes really silence us and keep us, they're really serving a, a function of like keeping us in our place. And so I was, yeah. um, that question you had was really good because I, ha- I just read a study talking about how black men are perceived differently when they dress differently. So if, differently. So the, in the mm-hmm. study, uh huh, in the study, I think it was the University of Oregon, don't quote me on that. It was either Oregon uh-huh. or Oklahoma. But essentially, right. they dress men. Essentially, they dress black men up in um, more formal clothes, so like we talked about, the button-down, the slacks, and right. they were perceived right. less dangerous and less aggressive than the men who had on a hoodie, like Trayvon Martin. Right. And so oh, I think okay. clothing is even, you know, clothing makes a difference, unfortunately, that if you're dressed up all the time, you're probably going to be perceived differently and probably less dangerous than if you you know, are dressed in a hoodie, like in gray sweatpants, like we're, like we're talking about. Okay. 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 Well, well, we actually have uh, a male listener on the line. Uh, He goes by the name Casanova. Casanova, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for calling in. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So did you have a question? (laughs) Did you have a comment? I have a comment about what uh, she was just saying uh, about the the way a black man dress, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the stereotype. So I, w- yeah. I would say, you know, um, it's like for myself, I, I I do have a PhD, right? And mm-hmm. like if if I if I wear, you know, like I like I'm going to work every day in a suit and tie, you know. People, people, they, they, they are very comfortable around me, you know. Yeah. But those same people that I'm, that I go around, if, if I'm not working, if mm-hmm. I'm not working, and I have like some sweatpants on and a t-shirt and some Timberlands, they are, they are clutching, they are clutching their purse, they are mm-hmm. looking at me like, oh man, we didn't leave the gangster, or mm-hmm. looking at me just backwards, and I'm like, you know. I'm just as I'm just as smart as you. I'm just as intelligent mm-hmm. as you, and I have more. I, I'm some. I think I'm, I may have more <laughs> more intelligence than you. You know, mm-hmm. but but a lot of times it's, it's all it's all about it's all about dress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's all about the way you dress because a lot of times people in this world, you know, when people talk about black lives matter, it, it does, but. I think, I think. Now, don't I don't want everybody to jump on me now. They're gonna but jump I on you think, too. I'm telling you. <laughs> but I, I really, I really think this right here. You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, the things that's happening to us is because, and I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying that people are privileged. I'm not saying that people are not privileged because they are. But uh-huh. when we when we go somewhere, we are always the loudest. <laughs> we are always the loudest. We are always doing the starting stuff. We are always doing stuff. Uh-huh. So when people see a man, a black man in a hoodie, they are they automatically knows that something's about to go down. Uh-huh. So I, I, hmm. I don't and I don't like that because so I try to I try uh-huh. sometimes I try. Sometimes I try not to wear hoodies, but I like to wear hoodies. So I try not uh-huh. to wear hoodies well, where I go because they're, they're going to look at me all kinds of ways. 
Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you, Casanova. Uh, Me too. I'm, so I'm gonna yeah. I'm be I'm gonna be one of those people okay, that we, jump on you. Before we disagree <laughs> with him, so. we, okay. Hold on. Before we we dig our claws into him and rip him to pieces, Casanova. No. I first want to say <laughs> I first want to say thank you for for definitely voicing how you feel and voicing your yes, dissent. Thank you so much. There's people mm-hmm. who agree. There's people who disagree with you. Um, but right. it's just mm-hmm. having you call in and voice it is powerful in, in itself. So very, very much. We're gonna yeah, let thank you, you so much. Gonna, sharing. Yeah, I'm gonna take you down. Let you listen to the show, and um, we'll go ahead and have both Tasha and Jordan respond, and then we'll go to a quick break and bring Phoenix up. So thank you again, mm-hmm. and continue to listen. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, go ahead, ladies. Okay, okay. So, um, Jordan, this is what yeah. I was gonna say. I think that I, I kind of agree with him, but I, I disagree mm-hmm. mostly. Mm-hmm. Is most of the stuff that people assume about black people is learned. It's learned yeah. behavior from things they've seen on TV, because. Yeah. That small group of people that's very loud does not represent the whole. Because I mm-hmm. know that I have a multi multicultural and diverse group of friends from mm-hmm. Vietnamese all the way to Japanese, you know, so mm-hmm. it just yeah. it goes like Australian, all kind of people. And I know that when I am the only black person in that group, we are a loud group of people, but I'm the only mm-hmm. melanin person in the group. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, it bothers me when people say, you know, they have, you know, we dress this way. It's just like saying for women, you know, oh, we get attacked or we get touched or we get groped and whatever the case because of what we had on. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not mm-hmm. true. None of this yeah. stuff is warranted or invited. I think it's learned. So yeah. um, I just wanted to say my piece about that, and, and, and I'm going <laughs> to drop it and let it go because I'm not going to jump all into him because I got lots. I appreciate Casanova's perspective because I do think that when I was, and I'm about to get a little deep, but I know I got to get get off. So when I was like back in the day, a couple years ago, when I was still working on my black identity, I felt Uh very similarly of like, oh my God, black people are so loud, we're so ghetto. Like I felt really ashamed when you know Mm -hmm. black people were maybe in the restaurant cutting up or you know were perceived as the loudest ones. And so the only thing that I would disagree with Casanova's point is. We have to kind of stay away from using always language because that's where stereotypes mm-hmm. come from, right? Mm-hmm. So when we right. say always or, you know, it's like it doesn't allow for exceptions. And so now that I have kind of worked on my black identity and I, you know, I loved our culture and everything, I recognize that that's just, if we are loud, at least we're cutting up, at least we're having a good time, but that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that we're always the only ones that are the loudest. Um, right. Because I've been in restaurants where it's just me and my friend laughing and having a good time, and then you look around the restaurant, and it's probably full of white people, and they're just staring at each other. So in right. that context, of course we're the loudest ones because we're having a good time. But mm-hmm. if I always say, okay, well, we're always the loudest ones, we got to be quiet to fit into white culture and white norms, then once again that's silencing us, and that's really putting us in a place where we can't enjoy life. Enjoy is uh-huh. right. the greatest form of resistance. So right. I'm off right. of us being loud if that's what we want to do. And you right. know what? It's, I always notice too, um, oh wait, she said don't say always. I sometimes notice, 
I sometimes <laughs> notice that when we are being loud and we're enjoying mm-hmm. ourselves, people mm-hmm. around us will actually join in because they're yeah. seeing the mm-hmm. positive energy mm-hmm. and it does something mm-hmm. to them. It excites them and they want to have a mm-hmm. great time too. Sometimes people just need to see stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, what it's, we're gonna it's going against uh-huh. the stereotypes of us being angry. Sorry. Yeah. Hello. How, can I be angry and laugh at the same time? That just makes me crazy now, don't it? Mm-hmm. Right. Do it, girl. So, do it. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is um, we're going to uh, take a quick break, and we will bring up. Our gentleman for the night, uh, Phoenix mm-hmm. Jordan, will definitely be back to join us at nine o'clock. So you guys make sure you mm-hmm. stay tuned. You are right. listening to um, the Truth Serum on He Said What Radio Network with myself, Simply Bree, and who? And I ain't gonna play the drums. Who? Thank you, Tasha. Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be right back. Dream. So if you hear me say I love you, this is what I mean. Yeah, I'll never let you down. 
Never let you go, I never make you feel like you ever competing with these hoes Never make you feel like you can't come and see me on the road If good money and you safe with me, I stick to the code I never fold, standing ten toes, we'll never lose And you ain't gotta eat alone when I could be eating you You making up that bed when you should be making room And I'm shooting my shot until I'm laying up with you And that's real Yeah, that's real Yeah, that's real all right welcome back welcome back welcome back you are welcome listening back. to the truth serum on <laughs> he said what radio network i am your host simply Bree, and i got tasha tasha with me <laughs> now what you guys just heard is called imani that is from the web series new year new us on youtube and that was created by nina Sachs. so you guys check out that web series once again it's called new year new us on youtube now tonight's topic is translating stereotypes that's what we're trying to do we're trying to not only translate them but understand them and and really figure out what can we do to help bridge any type of misconceptions that exist. So we right. just had our first guest, Jordan Dogan, and now we have our second guest, Phoenix Washington. Phoenix, good evening. How are you? If I was any better, honey, I'd be you. Good evening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what kind of pimp stuff was that? What? Right. What? <laughs> what? Oh, look, I'm- I'm a performer. It's just, it's, 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 it's second nature. Shock out. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I can't do it. I'm already. Oh. Well, you've, um, you've been listening in on uh, the back scene, so you've heard a lot of the discussion that we've been having uh, thus far. What do, you, what do you have to say? What is your perception on, you know, how even black men are, are – perceive uh if you're tall and you have broad shoulders or like you know you guys come off as some type of threat like have you ever experienced that firsthand you know someone passing that stereotype and and really coming off intimidated by you just because of your presence uh yes i've been told before that I, my energy is kind of intimidating so not necessarily my physical presence well, i guess mm-hmm. it kind of is um, but um, not necessarily in, in a situation where I was, you know, in close proximity with someone and they showed actual fear. But right. like I've, I've had people cross the street, especially walking. Wow! Or, wow! Or, or you know, avoid avoid me in a store or something like that, or mm-hmm. in, in public areas like that. Right. Well, wow. we asked. Um, we asked starting. Some questions that I thought would be some, something really interesting to ask you. We were asking her stuff about the clothes or the type of clothes that you wear, putting you in dangerous situations or stereotypical situations. And as a black male, wearing hoodies and briefs brought up gray sweatpants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has that yes. ever put you in a compromising <laughs> position, or do you? Do you have anything that you that comes to your mind as a stereotypical type of clothing 
that you see people in. Because, I mean, I'm not going to just point the finger at other people because there are three fingers pointed back at me. I use stereotypes myself, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we all do. Do you notice it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what do you, have you ever been placed in any or have any um, examples of dangerous type situations as far as what you wear or stereotypes that you've seen and you say that they're a stereotype based on what they're wearing? Uh, actually, yes. yes. Um, well, my my mom is real adamant about making sure I present myself in a certain fashion. So coming up, a lot of that stuff was second nature for me. Like even even starting high school, like my sophomore, junior, and senior year, I would wear a suit on Thursdays just because that was my that's my style. You know, that's, that's what I, I enjoyed to have myself in. But it was because of, you know, the response that I would, I would get from it. People would praise me for having on a suit. <clears throat> mm. Compared to my peers okay. who, might be, who might be in, in basketball shorts or a hoodie or something, you know, obviously there's mm-hmm. connotations or, or dictations that come with being dressed like that in public or in school or wherever you are. If you're wearing a suit, people are going to look at you different. You mm-hmm. walk into a, uh, I've had it where, say you walk into a car dealership as a man, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. going to approach you differently if you have on a suit versus if you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt and a baseball cap. Right. Now, right. A black a black man they you, wear. <laughs> so absolutely. Absolutely. And obviously there are certain things that they consider when they see a guy dressed in jeans and a t-shirt and they come in, he ain't got no money. They ain't even coming right. up to you get no water, just, sir. You know what I mean? And it's even from a customer service standpoint, the way they the way they interact with you is different. I can mm-hmm. I can say from experience I work in customer service the majority of my professional career. Um Mhm. And it's absolutely a factor. <laughs> right. I've worked in places like like men's like men's like men's warehouse where mm-hmm. right. like the the cheapest suit in there is like three four hundred dollars. Right. You can get a suit yeah. for ten thousand dollars. You can get a suit for four five hundred. But if right. a guy walks in the store, black guy with jeans and a t-shirt, typically you're gonna even greet him differently than you would. A black man in a suit, or a white man in a suit, or a white man in a shirt and tie, or um, in a future. Right. 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 That's true. Jump that street. is so true. It's ingrained yep. in our in our psyche. Right. Right. But how would so, you change it? That's what I want to know. Well, before mm-hmm. even that, oh, before that, even why is it if we do switch it up? Let's say. You are you are approached by a black man and he speaks to you professionally. Some people can look at that and call him a sellout or call him an uncle Tom. So it's like, right. damned if you do, right. damned if you don't. So right, right. Yeah. So how right. do you, like Tasha said, how do we resolve that? Like how do we fix it? Yeah. yeah. I think it's absolutely going to be a long term. All, like like the like the other issues facing the black community, they've been rooted in our in our in our evolution since been pimping. You dig know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. gonna take more than more than a few weeks 
days, months of conversations to really make a difference. It's going to take years. It might take right. decades. But it starts at an individual level. If we, if, we can get, if we can get people on the same page to do the right, right. thing going forward, we can right. start to create a pattern. So that's really that's all it started as. It started as a few yeah. people with, with an idea, but it became a pattern. It became it became ingrained in, in our DNA. You know, right? You, you yeah. Look back at something like the Willie Lynch letter, mm. and how basically they were they they were trying to divide us from ourselves. Like if they fight amongst themselves, they're not going to have any choice but to turn to us, our, their leaders, their masters for refuge. You know what I mean? Right. And we're still feeling the effects of that today, the negative effects of that. Right. Well, I, I, I also believe that um, stereotypes go way. I mean, we we bear the brunt of it, the the black community, because a lot of stereotypes are put upon us. But there are other stereotypes out there that I think that people in general may need to become de-brainwashed, if that's the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because like. Um, just for example, if you have a PhD, because like Casanova called in and he said he had a PhD, and I know a lot of people with master's degrees, but when they're around their friends, their tongue and their their the way they communicate is lax. Mm-hmm. It's like it, they are not using their intellect to the to the extreme of their knowledge. You know what they went to school for. Everything is a yo or Joe or. What up, though? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, not, it's yeah. not the regular conversation that you would have if you're talking to a professor or someone, some coworker, or a business meeting. But the moment we let our guard down, anybody with an education say that you grew up in Mississippi, and a lot of people are stereotyped as being country because mm-hmm. of the way they talk. But they could have they could have a doctorate. You know what I'm saying? So I right. think a lot of people mm-hmm. is just. Like um, um, Jordan said, you know, it's easy. It's relaxed. It's an easy way out to just judge somebody. Right. Or put judgment on someone. They, right. they, call, them, they call them a code switcher. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that part. <laughs> you said a code You're really switcher. just trying to get it out here. You're trying, to, you're trying to make sure you can get the bag the way you need to. Sometimes That's you it. Gotta, right. You got to switch the code up. <laughs> Right, exactly. Trying to get that promotion. Right. Hello. And especially, okay, with what you do, Phoenix, because you're an also an actor, right? Absolutely. So primarily, you you stay switching the code up. Like you have to, you have to be a chameleon with everything that you go for. I'm actually really good at it, actually. Right. (laughs) It's part of your profession. <laughs> I'm actually mm-hmm. really good at I, I want to say I get that from my mama. Mm, <laughs> I'm I sure get it from I'm my not mama. the only one who has a story like this. You know, your mama checking you out in the kitchen. Oh, if you don't get your ass in the phone mm-hmm. ring. Oh, yeah. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> or when the school call. Or when the school calls, right, like you, right, you're right, in the right. middle of telling, and it's like, oh no, I didn't know, Mister Mister Williams, that he was performing such such bad you know things. What? I'm, I'm gonna like, have what? a conversation with him tonight. I apologize, but we're, we're gonna get this, we're gonna get this squared away. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Meanwhile, and then the moment you get off the phone, 
Look, meanwhile, she looking at you and she mouthing, I'm going to beat your motherfucking ass. Mm-hmm. Right, to a T. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> right. <laughs> that so, is so true. <laughs> when it comes to stereotypes, because as I mentioned at the at the beginning of the show, um, this show, this network has branched out and has become international. So it's, it's you know, you can hear it in Norway. We have listeners in Norway, Brazil, Chile, Africa, um, the UK, everywhere. So this topic right here, too, I don't want people listening to feel like it's just about how what we go through as African Americans or blacks, because there's a lot of other cultures and races that go through stereotypes as well. So just to name a few of them, um, I'll, I'll give you guys just a sample. All, uh, these are stereotypes. All Indians are IT experts. So right. just think tech support. Every Indian, you Indian, oh, you got tech support. Most, um, <laughs> most Indians speak fluent, they call it, they say Hindu in heavy accented English. They all have the same accent. Right. Guess what? They all don't have the same accent. They don't they speak all that don't. same language. Okay? Right. Um, every Indian knows or is related to one another. How many times have right. you said no. that? Right? Right. That line, no, come on. No, anybody in the Asian community, period. Not just Indians, okay. but all yeah. all people in the Asian community, oh, yeah. they all are related. And, yeah. you know, and then the stereotype is, we think as black people that we stereotype each other, like, you know, mm-hmm. calling each other Shanene, if we see you looking, you know, wow, or like we talked about on the last show, a baby mm-hmm. mama, baby daddy, yeah. the, you know, the stereotype with that, you know. But in in the other cultures, in the other cultures, they stereotype each other too because I dare you to call a, a Hispanic person Mexican. Oh, man. Man, what? what? You know what? Like, and, they, and they're Guatemalan you, or something. Yeah. What? They upset. They don't or you call a person from Japan upset. Chinese. You right. call a person from Japan right. chi- Chinese. Be like, oh, snap. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, that's, that's a big issue. <laughs> it's going down. That's a big issue right there. You know, so, so I mean, there's so many different stereotypes. Oh, you don't sound African. Okay, so do they all right. have one particular accent? Um, right. I mean, the list you know, is so... There's actually hundreds of dialects in the, yeah. in the right. Thousands. thousands. Yes, yes. It, and it doesn't even have to be a particular race, because now we can talk about locations. All New Yorkers are rude. All New Yorkers are right. impatient. All New Yorkers all are All people snob. from Chicago shoot. All people right. from Chicago are, are shooters and murderers. That's it. Right. You from Chicago? Oh, I better be careful. You might shoot me. Look, I'm I'm from Chicago. I ain't never shot my back. Not on purpose. <laughs> me neither. I'm from Chicago too. I never, never shot anybody. Not intentionally. But I've never shot anybody. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait, we got to do background checks on y'all before y'all get on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this. This episode may not be up for black, long. I'm black. That's why you do a background check. Oh, there we right. go. What oh, is it because I'm black? Is it because I'm black? Yes, that's exactly why. Yes. So, I mean, what can we do? How can we educate 
everyone when it comes to stereotypes. Like, if you see someone, regardless of their race, um, their background, and they're, you know, making, they're passing misconceptions about someone else, are you going to check them? Or are you just going to sit there and say, well, they, they ain't talking to me, so ain't none of my business? Mm-mm. Right. Oh, no, that's the question, Phoenix. That's the question. Oh, Lord, that's the question. Is that right? See, this is where it depends, right? Because you don't want to just be hopping Mm -hmm. in people's business and you don't really know the whole story. Right. Right. If it's something something, something and overt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I, I protect the people close to me. And right, if right. it's a stranger, if it's something overt, you know, and I saw the whole thing, you know, I'm like, all right, I can tell this is wrong. You feel me? Yeah. Sure. Do you have Do you have a situation where you had to do something like that for somebody because of a, a misunder, misunderstanding or stereotype where you had to actually defend somebody? Mm-hmm. I've had to I've had to correct people. Things something it's not not a lot of big scale, but like they almost set shoot the movie. I've had I've had situations where your director of photography, the guy behind the camera, might not be. Um, sometimes they're they're really geeky and they're not really people. They're not really people. People. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sometimes you get a person who's who's really who's really really good at their job, but they're not really connected <laughs> with the outside world. So they don't know mm-hmm. how to, okay. they don't know how to communicate really effectively with people. And mm. could be a situation, or I've, I've had a situation where we've got someone, you know, from, from another country, who's he was uh, Korean, on set, and he kept referring to him as Chin. I'm like, well, first of all, that's not wow. a Wow. Wow. You, 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 you can't call him Chin. Okay, his name's Andy, all right? <laughs> or whatever his name is. Right, so, like he's like not 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 to his feet. He wouldn't say it to his face, but like he referred to this person behind the scenes. Like, hey, has anybody seen Chin or get Chin on here? Getting on set, I'm like brother. Wow, um, it's not his name. You got to stop doing that. Right, right, like that for sure. Yeah. I, I stop that every day. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so let me ask you this: how how would you help, or what do you think we can do to help educate the youth? when it comes to these stereotypes, because sometimes they can either be totally with it or totally against it when it comes to trying to open up new avenues of, of knowledge to them. Um, how how do we get through to the youth? A lot of it is different than it was when we were kids. You know what I'm saying? When we were kids, you could say, oh, we just need to put more information in the schools. I don't think that's going to cut it. I think they're mm-hmm. going to need more of a direct contact. I mean, Social, the social media and how it's booming now, that's all these kids know. A lot of these kids yeah. will give them their mama shove the iPod and they and they and they laugh at three. Or mm-hmm. So that's where we're gonna have the most access. And so if we can find ways to, to create apps to create um programs to put in educational systems that we can implement into social media platforms. Right, right. Okay. something they, that they, goes they, directly they, they into their hands. Yeah, yeah, something like Instagram, but it's like it'll sneak some education in there to them. Because a lot of people right. might not be receptive to it out, out the gate, but if you sneak some education in there, like we had shows coming up um, that we just enjoyed. We didn't know we were learning. 
Controlled or manipulated if you know a lot. If they if we knew the potential, the actual power that we have, the actual royalty that we come from, our pedigree, they wouldn't be able to oppress us. Right. Four hundred years plus, they've been telling us we ain't scared. <laughs> right. 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 Subconsciously, right. you know, a lot a lot of people like not you know, I know I'm a king, you know, you're a queen, but. Mm-hmm. At our at like a molecular level, you know, we've been told since been pimping that we are there he go. second, third. Since we've been pimping, not since we've been pimping. I like how you just put that in there like that. Like, well, he don't I know. Really, he don't know no better. That's a Chicago thing. That's my stereotype for the evening. That's my stereotype for the evening. <laughs> okay, so let me um, let me ask you this. So you know how they say 
women should be ladylike. What's your mm. what's your thoughts on that? Um, do you have a, a issue with a woman who, um, let's say, she likes to wear sweatpants and sit on the sofa with her legs gapped open playing a video game? Or, does, would that matter to you? No, I'm actually attracted to that kind of shit. I, I like the woman to be who she is, you know, especially if she's. Mm-hmm. If she's can can be both, you know, that she wants to be both, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like and she can. Some sort of, because a lot of women, you know, they don't like to wear heels all the time. Some women do. Right. A lot of women, right. you know, prefer to wear a pair of drawers and some sweats, you know, to go to the right. store. They don't put on makeup and, 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 and pumps, you know. And I understand right. that. Right. I sold, like I said, I, I sold menswear for three, four years, so I know how them, uh, Hard, hard bottom shoes feel. <laughs> mm, <laughs> I ain't never worn yeah. those with no pumps, but whoa, I would. I mean, hey, that's what you like. Hard shoes. Hey, yeah. no, no, Man. no, no. Hey, no, <laughs> man, I'm just putting it out there. I got there. teased, but I got teased in high school for wearing Stacey Adams, and I love the the old school black and white Stacey Adams. I love those shoes. Oh, the classic. <laughs> but I got made. Yeah. Yes. I, I love those shoes. <laughs> But I was like, you know, into deep house or house, yes, from K and G. But I was shocked about because they was like, you know, only, only, um, okay, I'm gonna say it stereotypically because I don't know how to say it PC right now. My mind's not working. But only like only dykes and dudes wear Stacey Adams, and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm neither. I just like those shoes. <laughs> Right, Hello. right. I like what I like. Yeah, we can hear you. No. Hello. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. I can't. I don't want to be bothered. Okay. Well, we are going to, um, we're going to go ahead and get ready to bring Jordan back up to join us. And also, we have Casanova. I don't know. He hung up. Casanova wanted to actually respond to what Tasha and Jordan threw Ooh. at him. Yes. He <laughs> away. Um, I'm so sorry, so, Casanova. We still love you. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely uh, wanted to, you know, have his two cents in there. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we will be right back with Jordan, Phoenix, and the rest of the show. So you guys stay tuned. This is an Ananak production. Coming soon. Cheating. Creeping. Getting caught. The Liar's Den, Cheating, A Rude Awakening, written by Reed. How will you handle the truth? Pre-order your copies at jampublishing.net. Are you interested in finding out just what men really think when it comes to the male perspective? Have you found yourself in a situation where his actions just don't make any sense? Well, I have the show for you. 
Tune in every Tuesday starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to He Said What on Blog Talk Radio, where the host, Simply Bree, invites a different male guest each week to have a real discussion with real questions. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is the Truth Serum. I am your host, Simply Bree, and I got who with me? Tasha. Tasha. All right. Um, before I introduce our guest tonight, if you guys are listening and you would love to be a part of the show, whether you have questions, you have comments, give us a call, 515-602-9647, and we will bring you up, let you join the show, and speak what's on your mind. So we now have both of our guests Jordan Dogan and Phoenix Washington. Welcome you both back. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, y'all. Yes. So tonight's topic, um, if you guys are tuning in now, is translating stereotypes. And this is the point where we have our group discussion. So our little round table. So I will. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Don't. I got it. I wanted to find out what is everyone. Typical stereotype. I want to know because we all use them. I, okay, I know we okay, okay. all ahead, ahead, use them. I would really like to know, like Jordan. I know you have one, even at even for your students in your classroom. And Phoenix, <laughs> I know you say stuff to, about people, like when you are on on set. I just Bree. I know you say stuff <laughs> about people. You know when you out. Come on now, let's give out a few, mm-hmm. just like two. Two or three. I just, I, I think it's funny. Mm. I want to hear it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Ladies mm. first, Jordan. Ladies first. Oh, um, ooh, way to put me on the spot. Okay. Right? Um, I would say, and, and I already know oh, this is going to be offensive, but I already, I, I always say that, like, white people are very bland. Um, ooh. And so, when I interact with white people, that's just what I anticipate. It's like a bland conversation, not really good. Not like verbal, raisins in a potato like, salad, no salt. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I do not eat food at the potluck. I don't do that. Um, so that's like my other Because they, they all get cats at the house. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, no. No. So. That's not right there, the yeah, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm working through it now. I'm working through it. Uh, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Phoenix, Tasha, you next. I got to think okay. of mine. I don't really... Okay, okay, okay. I'll go. Think, so uh, people can think, think of it. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. Thank you. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so I know, I know all your black families, I know your mama got a bag, a, a box in the pantry or under the sink full of uh, plastic plastic uh, bags from Walmart. <laughs> I made my mama throw hers away. I know, you, I know, I know y'all yes. keep them. Y'all don't throw them away. <laughs> y'all, y'all will be stockpile hundreds of them to no end. Why do you have a thousand bags under this house? You ain't never going to use all of these. No, listen, I, I have one under my sink. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay, so. 
I can't believe you said that okay. one. That one, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so now this is this is so rude and disrespectful. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna put myself right on the spot. It is very rude and disrespectful what I was gonna think until I did it myself. I used to say that women who shaved off all of their hair. Now I got this from my grandmother and she's deceased now, so I can blame her. But <laughs> uh, if if you ain't got no hair and you're a woman, then you like women. Ooh, oh, I've heard that. I'm not lying. My grandma, my grandma used to tell people like, if you cut off all your hair, then you like women, and you'll never get a man. And she oh until I God. until I cut off all my hair, until I cut off all my yeah, hair. Yeah, now you're like, oh, that's that doesn't count anymore. And I was like. I was like, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> and the other one is that um, I've, I've always been big, and I've heard this stereotype until I used it, and it's totally wrong and disrespectful, and that all all heavy people, all fat people or big people smell. Ooh, oh, my that, God. That is, I'm not lying. I was so paranoid growing up because I was heavy and taking gym. Yeah. When I tell you, I had powder everywhere. People could see me before. They could see the powder before they saw me. Girl, uh-uh. I was like, sweat. Who sweat? Who smell? Oh uh-uh. And I got a bathroom full of Bath and Body Works right now. Like, uh-uh. Lord you'll smell me before you'll Just smell me before you'll see me. Just in case. I, oh I don't know. my mm-hmm. gosh! Listen, but people really do think that though. Like yes, people, people really do think smell. that. Yes. yes. And, and listen, my mom is a medical girl. Wait a minute. <laughs> As a medical professional, that is true. The smaller people, their their glands excrete more than heavy people because they're cogged up. I'm sorry to say, but they are. And so we don't excrete, like, sweat and all that. It's very rare. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I, It took me a minute to come up with some of, um, of mine. I really, I couldn't really think off the top of my head. But I will say this. All women with big lips do not suck penis, okay? Mm-hmm. Let me just throw that out. We all, that's not what we do, Okay. <laughs> so y'all can stop referring to them as DSLs because um, that's what y'all not going to do. And we all don't oh like kissing either. That's what not, we oh don't God. like. We're not good kissers. All the women or all people with big lips are not always the best kissers, okay? We got a lot of stuff Ooh. going on in this mouth, okay? That's right. I just want to put that out there. Mm. Oh, I got another one. Just because you carry a book bag does not mean that you're smart. I know people who carry a book bag everywhere, and I'm like, dude, you don't know nothing. Why do you have this damn book bag? What is in this book bag? I I have never heard that one. I have never heard that one. Book bag full of full of headbands and sweats and all kind of shit, but ain't no books in them. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, okay. so oh, what we're gonna do? We have Casanova back on the line. Casanova wanted to oh, yeah. address what it was that Tasha and Darden said. So Casanova, you are live with us. Welcome back, and you got some support from a male on here with us too. So welcome back. 
going on? What's going on? <laughs> I hear the vengeance. Hey, Casanova. I hear it. I hear it, Casanova. Come on with it. Come on with it. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I wanted to uh, get out my two, which, which I was just talking about, about my grandmother. But you know, we could jump. We could jump right on in if you want to. No, go ahead. No, no. Give us your two. Yeah, give us your two. Go ahead. Okay, my grandmother used to always tell me when I was younger, growing up, have chipped fingernails polished on her on her uh, on her fingers mm-hmm. and on her toes that her kitchen is dirty. So don't ever eat from uh, her. What? <laughs> and, oh, what? Oh my God. Her kitchen is dirty, and then she always say, "If you see a woman with hairy armpits, her cuckoo stank too." Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Grandma! No, see, see that's why I got that bathroom body works right now. Uh-uh. Yeah, my grandma, oh. my grandma was off the chain, man. I miss her dearly, man, but she was off the chain. Oh my God! Okay, Grandma. when I met my wife, the first mm-hmm. thing I looked at when I first met her was her toenail polish. I was like, oh, dude, her toenail polish chill. This not gonna last. <laughs> and then she was like, and then she told me, she said, she told me at that time she said, well I'm actually in the process of taking the toenail polish off, but I knew you was coming over and so I had to stop doing that. And I'm like, all right, cool. So the next time I seen her, she had a French medicine toenail. So at first I was like, this is not about to work. <laughs> Listen, that's a perfect <laughs> example, though, because when we be relying on stereotypes, we be wrong, 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 wrong. Listen, I, 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 I'll give you one incident about Casanova, right? Casanova is dead right because women look at men's shoes. When we, when we first meet oh a man, we look down at your feet. If your shoes look jacked up, Dancing oh no, yes, yeah. I'm like, ah. Yeah. Uh-uh. No. Ooh, no, those fingernails really dirty. Do you don't wash. Mm-mm. Right. No. You don't wash. <laughs> God forbid he do Terrible. a job outside and can't get under his nails. But <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello. I work, yeah. I work for AAA. I, I do roadside assistance for AAA. My hands are dirty and it's consistent. Listen, I got I got totally thrown I got totally thrown off because I I actually long time ago before I got married I dated a guy and when I first met him he had on a pair of beat up Tims. When I say beat up, they were so beat up. I thought he pulled them out of the trash and his nails <laughs> were so dirty and I was Ew. like, uh uh-uh. uh, you mo-, I was like you homeless. I'm like, are, I asked him. I was like, are you homeless? homeless? He said, no, I'm not homeless. I was like, you look beat up. I'm like, what? Where do you work? Like, off the rip, where do you work? And he, when I saw him again, I gave him a chance. We dated. When I saw brother had two jobs, he had a whole bunch of money and shit. And I was just like, oh, damn, I felt stupid.
we were talking about how you dress in certain places that you go, certain places that you be, certain certain people that you're around. Let me tell you, outside of work, myself, and it always happened to me. Uh, if I go to if I go to a, a urban area, right, an urban area, and I'm not dressed the way I would dress to go to work, I would I would put on like some jeans and tims and, and, a, and a, a t-shirt, and I wear a jerk. I'm a gold. I'm a gold fan, so I wear a lot of gold. Mm-hmm. When I go mm-hmm. to these these on uh, urban areas, urban uh, neighborhoods, yeah, the first thing they think all off real that I'm the dope man, or the first mm. thing they think off real, first thing they think off real is that oh yeah, let's rob this dude or let's, let's oh, see what's going on with him. God, he may be yeah, right. be your uncle Tom. See, it's it's it, 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 it's always the areas that you go. The way you should dress. Like if I go into an urban place and I'm dressed up in my suit, and this is crazy because it happens to me all the time. When I go deep in Atlanta and I go to these urban neighborhoods and I'm dressed up, people talk to me like I'm the, like the nicest person in the world. Like I'm, I, I am a nice person, nice, nice guys, very approachable. Like you're a but bill collector. Were, yeah, mm-hmm. like they're coming in, like you need anything, this, that, this, that. And grandma's coming, you want me to cook for you? But if I go in there and I have some jeans on. And a uh, button-down shirt, or or a t-shirt, and some Timberlands, or some Jordans. Man, people looking at me like I'm crazy, talking down. Like, hey, what kind of car you got? Let me, man, try to rob you, just running up on me. But a lot of people don't run up on me anyway, because I'm a big guy. And just like, mm-hmm. at, just like at my job, at my job mm-hmm. uh, today, <laughs> today, because you know I just recently moved from Georgia to Concord, North Carolina. And today mm-hmm. work we had wow. diversity training, right? The, That's the, the word head, I was looking for. The the head person today was the first thing that she said was after this I clocked out. And this is the very beginning of the um the um meeting. I clocked out right then. Like I wanna listen no more. She said, Yeah, we're gonna have diversity training because you know, I, I have black friends too. And, you know, my black oh, friends, you know, I was God. like as soon as she said that, I, I, I got black friends too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I would have tuned off to like. And she was leading that the, the, the diversity. <laughs> she right? was lead, she was leading that diversity oh. training. Oh, that's I awesome. took it all the way out, oh, and I was like, "That's terrible." Am I, am I in the right company? Right. 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 Oh, man. That's that's so that's man. Like every time I watch, every time I hear a white woman or a white guy say that, they racist. Oh, they pay right, racist. Right, going downhill. Mm-hmm. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. That is so factual. Wow. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, so, so, uh, so but okay, so this is the thing though. How do we how do we uh, appropriately deal with that type of behavior in the workplace without losing your job? Mm-hmm. But also mm-hmm. correcting the person or, you know, pointing out that what they said or what they did was inappropriate or offensive. Mm-hmm. The, the crazy thing about it is if a brother or a black woman would have said that, they would have been fired. Right. Or they would have been reprimanded. Right. So one right. of the things that I do when, when I go into these white, white establishments at work, I say to myself. And I say to myself because I don't want nothing to come off the wrong way because sometimes 
you know, I know how to talk around certain people, but when I'm around my people, I loosen up. I, I just want to talk. I just want to laugh. You know what I mean? But when I'm around Enjoy them, yeah. I, don't let, I don't let them know nothing. I don't let them know nothing. I don't. I don't. Right. Because, like, everybody at my job now, they think I'm crazy because I don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't talk to them. But everybody yeah. in the job, when I found out, I, I only been there now for a month now and found out, like, the, the second day I started there at the hospital, everybody's sleeping with everybody. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's normally they what's happening. They in my lane. Yep. Mm-hmm. They in yeah, my that's, lane. That's normally what's happening. Yeah. Okay, so well, if you, I got a question. Yeah, if, Go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you can't, if you can't necessarily segregate yourself from the white people like me, I'm I'm constantly around white people. I call it out, but I do it in a way like sometimes I'll be like, "Ouch," or I'll be like, "Ooh, so you saying I'm angry because you've heard all black women mm-hmm. are?" And just right, kind of clarifying right. and checking them on it, and then they're like, "Oh, right. I didn't mean it like that." So when oh, I can't yeah, get yeah. away from it and they microaggress me, I literally would say like, <laughs> "Okay, you got black friends, so what does that mean to you?" That you're not racist, uh, and then they're like, right. "Oh, okay, I guess not." I can't, so, I can't, I can't, I can't do that because I'm very vocal. And they might say, "Oh, I got black friends," and I'll be like, "Okay, how many of them you get along? How, how many black friends you get along to? Or mm-hmm. you know, how many of your black friends you ask can you say the word the N word? <laughs> so you know, I, I get, I get way out no, here left zero. field. So I be like, "Nah, you know what?" Let me stay right here. Let me stay right here. Mm-hmm. But I do call mm-hmm. them yeah, out. It's... I just don't call them out in a, in another way. They, right. As soon as she said, I have black friends, I started laughing. I said, <laughs> she said, isn't they funny, Mr. McGugan? I was like, you, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. And then that's well, another, that's another way to address it, too. Well, my question is, know, this, mm-hmm. we keep talking about... Um, different cultural stereotypes, but we haven't hit on any religious stereotypes. And I know there are a lot of them, actually. And and so I'm going to start first. And when I've I've been going to um, church my whole life because I'm southern and north. Like, I grew up in the south and I grew up in the north, too. Um, Chicago ain't nothing but Little Mississippi anyway. But anyway... Um, <laughs> my uh, my family took me to church so often. I thought that ministers didn't curse, and I would think, <laughs> and I would think that they weren't a person of God if they cursed. I was like, uh-uh, I don't want to go to this church if they cussing. <laughs> and I wouldn't go to your church <laughs> for a long time. I was like, wait, wait. He said too many exorcisms. I can't. I ain't going to be able to deal. So mm-hmm. that was one of them. And then I stopped going to the, to the I stopped becoming a, um, is, the worshiping Islam or being in Islam because I'm an independent person. And I kept hearing stuff about women can't be independent in the nation of Islam. Mm. Like you can't be, mm. introdu- you have to be introduced. I can't just walk up to a man and be like, hey, how you doing? I was like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I believe what y'all saying, but um, this doesn't went, you don't went too far, bro. I can't do this. But that's not the case. I have a, like, you mm-hmm. really have to know. Right. I have a story for you. I have a, good, I have a great story for you. Make it, look, make it a <laughs> so short you, story. We got like two minutes left. 
God, I can't, I can't do it there. <laughs> he heard he know me. I'm like, listen. Phoenix, what do you think? What do you, what do you? Let me ask this. Let me put this question out there. How do you stop yourself from passing um, misconceptions based on everything, religion, gender, race, um, career? You know, how do you stop yourself from, from being that person? And we'll go around in a circle. So we'll start with Phoenix. You gotta be more mindful going forward. You know, a lot of a lot of what we do is is in, it's just second nature to us. It's easy. We do it because it's funny, or you know, we be joking around. Nine times out of ten, it's not really malicious, but you know, we we do it as a as really a coping mechanism. You know, we, we always try to find humor and everything, uh, even right. at the expense of others sometimes. Yeah, uh, right. Being be mindful, mm-hmm. being more considerate of you know, the things we say, the things we even think. Going forward, it's going to make a big deal, a big difference. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, um, Jordan. Um, I second what Phoenix said. I would definitely say get to know the person. And so for me, I always preface the conversation with I don't want to assume, so I ask a lot of questions. And that just probably is because I'm a psychologist, but I'm always like, okay, I don't want to assume, so you let me know what it is before I just make an assumption. So I right. think that's a right. good way to kind of be mindful, like Venus was saying. Right. Also, okay, yeah. before I go to the next person, let's go ahead because we are going to start wrapping it up. Jordan, let them know how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, so you can get in touch with me um, at jardendogan.com. That's my website. Um, I also run an Instagram page for Black Mental Health, and it's B-L-K-F-O-L-X Therapy, so Black Folks, ther- Black Folks Therapy on IG. So follow me on there. Reach out to me via my website. Um, if you need anything, any collabs, anything like that, I'm definitely open. Awesome. And Phoenix, how can I get in touch with you? I am Phoenix Washington on all social media platforms. That's P-H-O-E-N-I-X, last name Washington, like the dollar bill, dollar bill. There you go. Uh Um, Casanova, you're next. You can address the question. How do you stop yourself? How do you prevent yourself from passing misconceptions? I'm always thinking about every person has good in them. Period. First, Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people say, you know, I think I think the worst of a situation, but I'm I'm always thinking the the best part of a situation. So I just think good all the time. You mm-hmm. have to show me the bad in you. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. so okay. Yes, and Tasha. Yes, ma'am. Well, what I do is I go on my instinct. Okay, and so before I I normally try to speak slower. I pull a I pull an Obama. I try to speak slower when I'm talking to people because sometimes my brain will jump into my throat and I'll say something and then I can't mm-hmm. take it back. So I try right. to say things slower and wait for my subconscious to give me that punch that's like, uh uh-uh, uh, don't say that. <laughs> that's not mm-hmm. right. <laughs> so being mindful and also just Watching what I say is what I do. So mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for myself, I would. I always look at it. I'm always in my head. Like I just am. So I always look at it like, 
before I say something, what I want someone to say that to me, how is that going mm-hmm. to make the person feel if I do say this? How, how much knowledge do I have on what it is that I'm saying? Is it something that I've just heard or do I have firsthand experience? And then I say, you know, maybe if it's going to be a reaction, maybe that person's just going through something. So before I pass judgment right. and just chalk them up to the game, maybe they're angry. Right. Maybe they're going something like right. going through something like where's their head at? So I try to keep all of right. that in mind before I open up my mouth because like Tasha said, I mean, once you open up your mouth and you say it, you can't take words back. And the last thing that I want to mm-hmm. do is sit here and apologize for having potty mouth. So mm-hmm. um, that's definitely how I deal with the situation to prevent passing misconceptions, at least verbally. Um, tonight was a wonderful, wonderful night, a wonderful episode. I want to thank our guest, Jarden um, Dogan and Phoenix mm-hmm. Washington for joining us. Um, you guys are always welcome back on the show. And yes, I want to come thank Mr. Casanova for calling in and hanging out with us. You, you know, you, you brought yes. some flavor um, to the show as well and, and a little bit of cat claws. Um, so thank you so much right. for <laughs> sticking with us. Um, if you guys have not already done so, check out the website www.simplybreed.com. That is where you will find all of our past episodes. You'll be able to sign up for text message reminders. So if you want us to alert you and let you know when the next show is coming up, we will definitely do that. Um, follow us on Instagram. My Instagram is underscore simplybree underscore Tasha. And I am no one you know, spelled N-O underscore the number one underscore you know. Yes. And also find, follow our He Said What Radio Instagram. So it's just simply He Said What Radio. Tune in next Wednesday, same time, same place, 8 o'clock to 9.30 Eastern PM, where we will have our two guests. Um, Daryl D.C. Chambers and um, Jay Ritchie and the topic will be attracting what you put out so you do not want to miss that show and if you'd like to find out more information about advertising the email address is ads at com. so thank you guys again for joining us and thank you thank you you. a wonderful evening bye and be safe bye